0: time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did, because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart, they've got passion for God, they're leading intercession on their schools, they're set apart, consecrated under God, and they've got a vision and a mission for their life. DSM, guys, it is an honor to speak to you tonight, and before I say anything, I just want to to encourage you all to give a hand to the junior high students who are here tonight. Let's just really welcome them and make them feel that they're part of this family. (laughs) Well, junior high, we really want to say that you're welcome, and we're really excited that you're here, because sometimes, you know, you're over in the other building, and we don't really, you know, have sermons together, but we really appreciate you guys coming over, and we really uh, enjoy you being here tonight. So my sermon, it's, it's really based off of the word. And uh, it's about being desperate for the word. And ever since I was a young man, like literally three years old, I had a revelation on the importance of the word. And ever since then, I've been interested in Bible stories and, you know, in theology. And really sort of not regular stuff at like five years old. I'm talking about Samson's awesome. And, you know, it's really different than what most five-year-olds are thinking about. Um, But anyway, keep that in mind. If you'd all turn over to Hebrews... Four twelve fifteen. So Hebrews four twelve, fifteen. Turn over there myself. All right. So I'm just going to read this passage of scripture and, and and bear with me. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow. I lost my spot. Forgive me. Discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, and no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And what hit me through this verse, and this is what everything I'm talking about is this verse. A lot of people go to prayer, and prayer is awesome. Prayer is amazing, and it's something that I really believe in. But prayer is not the thing that uproots sin from our lives. It is the word of God. It is a sharp double-edged sword. It is the thing. When you're dealing with depression, when you're dealing with sadness and addiction, you go to the Word, because the Word is a powerful thing, and I cannot even begin to stress how important the Word is. You know, when I was, uh, I, I left God when I was 12 years old, to be honest, and I gave up on Him, and I came back to Him two years ago at the Thorn, and, you know, I devoted myself to prayer. I devoted myself to seeking the Lord, and, and still, I'd have these highs. You know, maybe you guys have experienced this, you know, where you go to desperation, you just have this high you feel close to God. And then all of a sudden, just a light switch goes off. Oh, no more Jesus. Heck, what happened, you know? Where did he go? And I was asking God, Lord, why is this happening to me? And he said, well, Michael, prayer isn't supposed to uproot things from your life. It's your connection to me. I gave you the word so that can be rooted in you, and you can be just like me because it says in John, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is Jesus. You want to look at Jesus? Read this book. Don't ever think. Don't ever think that when you're reading the Bible, you're not connecting with the Lord. A lot of the times I felt like, you know, reading the Bible is good, you know. But I need to be praying. I need to be hearing a prophetic word. I need to be encouraging somebody. And God was just telling me, no, no, no. When you're, you're reading the Word, you're looking at me. You're not just looking at a book. I am the book. I wrote it. And I don't, I'm not just the book. I want you to be like the book. I want you to be rooted in it. I want you to bear fruit to perfection. And uh, I'm, I'm real quickly, the parable of the sower and the seed talks about the four different kinds of hearts. One's a rocky heart. It's a cold heart. Second is a heart that receives the word, but it doesn't stick with them. I mean, the, a lot of us are that way. I'm even that way a lot of the time. You know, I come to, I come to DSM, and David Perkins, he's just preaching up a storm. You know, he's just, you know, ah he's just exciting. <laughs> You know, and I, I, you know, I receive it. I'm just like, dang, this guy's awesome. But then I go home two weeks later and I've forgotten everything that he's ever said because I received the word of joy. But I didn't go home. In my quiet time, I wasn't looking up the verses he was talking about. I wasn't getting it in me. I just received it and forgot to root it in me. Those people are the people you see in high school right now, your friends, people you may have seen. And they were on fire for God going to every prayer meeting they possibly could go to. They're in college right now, and they're not serving God at all. Because they received the word with joy, but they did not root it in their hearts. And uh, I could go on in that parable, but that, that's really one I want to talk about tonight, rooting the word in you. You know, it, it is so heavy in my heart. And I, even as I preach this, I feel convicted. I do not apply myself to the word as much as I should. I mean, this is Jesus. If I say I love Jesus, I have to be desperate for the Word. If I'm desperate for Jesus, I have to be desperate for this book. You know, who do I? F- oh, I've got to give this analogy. I feel like God wants me to. Marriage. Marriage is a covenant. I know. You know what? I'll, just, I'll give a marriage sermon right now. We can talk about men and women. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, pay attention. Um, but, Yeah. Marriage is a covenant, and it is, it is a coupling of two people. Now, they're both equal, but they play very different roles. The Word is equal with prayer. I'm not saying that the Word is more important than prayer, but I'm not saying that prayer is more important than the Word. What I'm saying is that you don't have a marriage if it's just one person. You don't have a church if it's just prayer. You need to have the Word. When the Word and prayer comes together, you have a foundation that truly is unstoppable. You remember that sermon about unstoppable? You get in the Word, that will change your life. You mix that with prayer, you are unstoppable. Anything the devil throws at you, you're just going to say, shut up, punk. All right. I, I'm preaching. I did not expect to be preaching. I'm more of a quiet guy, but I'm up here. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to preach. I'm going to try to be just like David Perkins. All right. If you're taking, if you're taking notes, and I know it's... Uh, you may not be. But if you're taking notes, these four things, just, just remember these four things. The Word renews us. The Word empowers us. The Word leads us, and the Word connects us to the heart of the Father. If we want to love, let's say if I want to love you guys, and I do, I, and it's not just because I'm a, a word I'm going to say, oh, I love DSM. I love DSM because Jesus loves DSM. That's the way it's going to be in my life because I'm not allowing the things of this world, my personal emotions, maybe I'm frustrated at DSM, I don't let that change my heart, because the word says, God loves you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Again, O virgin Israel, you shall be built. And that is a prophetic word for you tonight. Anybody, and I I gotta say this, there are a lot of people here tonight who are addicted, who are depressed, who are cutting, really broken people. And God wants to tell you tonight, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And you will be built. Don't look at the present. I... I live in all time. God created time. He is not interested in what you did in the past. He can go to the past and change it if he wanted to. Don't doubt God. Have faith in the Lord. And he will repair your life. He will take everything that you've done wrong. You know, I want to speak to the men who have looked at pornography tonight. There is nothing God can't do to wipe away all those images and make you pure again. Talk to all the girls tonight who are depressed. Maybe you did cut yourself. There's nothing God can't do to redeem you. The Lord has set you free. And if the Lord sets you free, you are free indeed. So I'm going to pray this over you tonight. All uh, right. And, you know, I, I did preach, but this is really heavy in my heart. It's a really somber moment. If you're, if you're in the room tonight and you're like, I want to be desperate for the word again. I, I'm sick and tired of just being me. I want to bear fruit to perfection. If you want that, just bow your head with me, and I'm going to pray this over you. Father God, Lord, Lord, I ask that this revelation of your word would be in each and every one of us. Lord, I pray over every person who has dealt with addiction, who is depressed. Lord, I ask for every person in this room who has gotten cold because they have not rooted themselves in the word. Lord, I pray that those people would be renewed tonight. I speak in the name of Jesus, a a revival in this room, in our hearts. We cannot revive the city if we don't have revival in ourselves. Lord, I pray that you would renew our minds the Word. We would have a return to the Word. We would no longer deal with churches preaching heresy because those churches, Lord, I pray for a revival of the Word to where we really would preach the Word. We wouldn't pansy it down. We wouldn't be afraid of offending people. But Lord, we would truly love you in the words that you've spoken. In Jesus' name, let it be so. Renew our minds. Renew our hearts. Amen. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did. Because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. They've got a vision and a mission for their life.